0: You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit MPBOnline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Good morning, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Oprah Winfrey said, lots of people want to ride with you in the limo, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. That's what she said is a real friend. Do you have close friends? If you do, you're lucky. Close friendships are actually declining for both women and men, but the value of friendship is real. This is International Women's Friendship Month, so today we'll be talking about how to keep friendships and why you should make new ones. Um, I want to talk about men and their friendships also during this time, because actually, there's been a more significant decline in men having close friends than women almost a fivefold decline in the last 30 years interesting and i want us to talk about that but have you found listeners that you have fewer friends than you used to if you think the pandemic caused that i just told you you're wrong that is not the reason there are probably many reasons out there. Um, and and I'd like to hear from you as to why you think that is so. Um, and and I'd also like to hear from you as to what you think is a close friend. Um, do you find value in those close friends? Or uh, do you find that you've pushed them away? And if so, why? Uh, so, As you always know, you hear from me if you listen to this show regularly. I say you callers make the show, so I want you to join in. It's just me and Michelle today with you out there. So give us a call about your friendships—how um, important are they to you? At one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org.
0: Dr. Buttress. good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Uh, a lot of people talk about friends, and uh, some people don't think they need friends. Some people think they do need friends. Some people think they need five or ten. Some people say one is enough. I would like to hear from our listeners to see how many friends do you think you need or do you have. Some people have that one long, long-term, lifetime friend, and to me that's so special, someone you... Can confide in you, uh, you that's loyal to you. You guys know each other's secrets. A childhood friend, maybe a friend from uh, elementary school that you're still friends with as a, as an adult. Those type of friendships, to me, are very rare, mm-hmm. and uh, especially Absolutely. if you have them. But I'm not to say that if you started a new job and you met someone on your job and you got and you became friends with that person that friendship bond can't be strong as well so you know that's another question we can put out there does longevity make for a good friend or can you meet someone and just have that instant bond with them and become friends and what's your definition of a friend. That's yeah. a good
1: question. That's a really good, you know, um, you know, that old make new friends and keep the old mm-hmm. one is silver, the other gold. And I I know that sounds trite, but that's been in my head for years. And and I I do believe that that it's true. Um, and yeah, but can you make a new really close friend um, that say it even at. Even at an older age over like 50
0: over 50, uh, over 50 mm-hmm.
1: can you do that? I will say I actually have um, made recently a new um, friend who within the last three years I'd say, who has become a really close friend and who I really enjoy being with. So um, did did it mean that I'd lost some of my old friends? No, um, but. One thing I do want us to to explore is why exactly are we finding, and there are research studies that show this. There are interviews and, and many surveys that have been done looking at this, and it really has shown that we have fewer friends. Uh, Just in how recent? 10,
0: 5 years?
1: No, no, no. It's not. It's been more in the last 20 years. And what seems to perhaps be the reason is maybe um, us engaging in social media more. Of course. (laughs) So we think that we have all these friends on Facebook, right? How many friends do you have on Facebook? I don't even know. You don't even know. I don't even know. Right. So you spend a lot of, of your maybe quote, unquote, free time um, exploring Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter or whatever. So we maybe are keeping up with those distant um, People friends. People you know, acquaint, acquaintances. Acquaintances. Not friends. And that's what I was saying. What is
0: the your definition? Because everybody's definition of a friend It's different for them. Uh, So, again, you say friend, put Mm -hmm. the air quotes around Mm -hmm. that. What is your definition Mm -hmm. of a friend? Mm -hmm. Because is a friend someone you confide in or someone that knows your secrets? Is it someone you can count on? Mm -hmm. Is that your definition Mm -hmm. of a friend, someone who's always there for you or someone to listen? Mm -hmm. Um, You wrote in the script, which I love, you have to be a good friend. To be a friend, you have to be a friend, put it that way.
1: Yeah, to have, have a friend, a friend you, you have to be to a, be a friend. friend. That is that I think that's my own quote creation. But <laughs> I, like that. I it's so simple, but you know, I've said this to individuals that I care about. Um when they say, oh, "I don't have any friends." And I've probably been guilty of that myself in the past. But to have a friend, you need to be a friend. So, I think we have our first caller coming in.
0: Yes, we uh-huh. have Sue from Beaumont.
1: Hey, how are you? Hey, Sue. Thanks for joining us early on. Uh, my definition of a best friend. My best friend died a few
2: years ago. We we were nurses. I worked down the hall for we worked down the hall from each other at Forest General. And anyway, when when she died, uh, the definition of a best friend is I could call her up at two o'clock in the morning and talk to her about anything, and she didn't say why are you calling me this time of day or. It called later. Uh, she just listened and we'd talk back and forth until daylight. That's what a good friend is.
1: That's a good definition. Sue, I have a question for you and the other listening audience. Um, do you think friends should always agree with you? Do you think that you can have a disagreement with that very best friend? And, um, and if so, do you have an example of that very close friend that you had? Um, did y'all ever disagree?
2: oh sure yes we We were totally different people, but that that to me that's what a friend was or she could have called me up at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning. It didn't matter what time of day it was. I didn't ask, why are you calling or or nothing uh-uh, uh-huh. like that Mhm uh-huh. I would just we would just start talking and like old war horses, you know, who worked down the hall for each other old nurses we would we would we knew the same people and we knew the same workers, and we would just in our lives, she knew all about my life. I knew all about her life and her family, and so we would just start talking. And having a friend like that, I miss her so terribly, terribly bad. There's not anybody else that I've ever found I could talk to like that.
1: Well, Sue, I'm sorry for your loss in her, and I hope you relish those wonderful good memories with her. But... um, encourage you to go ahead and and reach out and and start making maybe a a close bond with someone else there is such good data that says that's just good for your soul it's good it it increases uh, the positive hormones and and the love hormones that we have I'm told so old, I've outlived everybody that I was friends with. Mm-hmm. Isn't that awful? <laughs> you know, and I have uh, a, an aunt who I'm very close to who has said the same thing. But you know what she has done? And I'm excited about it. She has reached out to people who are 20, 30 years younger than she. And they've become friends and um, companions for her. And at and one, I'd like to really thank those individuals because I think it's so incredibly good for her. But two, I think it it is also good for for the younger generation to enjoy some of the sage wiseness of of older individuals. I think we miss out on a lot when we think people just have to be our own age so. Go find you a young friend, Sue. (laughs) I think it would be good. And anybody who knows Sue out there, I would encourage you, reach out. I think it's always good. Okay. Uh, We have uh, another caller. Sue, thanks for starting us off so much. And so who do we have on the line, Michelle? We have
0: Janice from Madison. Hello.
1: Hey, Janice.
0: Oh, I have a
3: question about uh, children and friends. Our granddaughter, who just turned five, has um, said now that she has a best friend. And our son says, this is the first time she's said best friend, you know. So Uh is that about normal for children? Um, At at what what age do children usually say, I have a best friend?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it can even start earlier than that. And and sort of depending on the way... um, the way a child is raised about friendship and the way questions come up and perhaps exposure. Um, I think that, yes, children often develop very close bonds very early on. And I think that, I think it's, one, very good for them, as I already said. It it takes um, children learning, though, the give and take. Sometimes those best friends are children who just happen to be in the classroom with them. Um, but sometimes those best friends are children that they truly feel some commonness uh, with, like um, even loving the same color or dressing the same or... Uh, perhaps uh, loving animals or bugs Um, maybe a little girl has her best friend is a boy not because she's romantically interested in boys at age five but because she likes being dirty and out in the dirt and so does he and they they develop a, a bond so yeah, I think it's it's cute. Um, I think that sometimes parents get really anxious about the need for their child to have a very best friend. And that is, that is not a must. Um, a child can have a group of friends, and that's okay, too. Uh, because I have had parents um, come to me concerned that, you know, they really don't have that very best friend. And it's like, but... Do they know how to hang out with others? Do they know how to do the give and take? Do they know how to play with others? That's what you're looking for early on. I don't know. I gave you more information no, than you probably that's, asked. That's great. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs> Janice, thanks for calling. Okay, I think we'll take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about the difference in um, men and women and the way perhaps friendship evolves and, and are valued. So join in the conversation. Tell us what your thoughts are about friendship and how important it is to you. I'd love to hear an important friend story. So give us a call at 1877 MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress with a mindful minute. Children grow up so fast, before you know it, they'll be starting kindergarten. A good way to watch for school readiness is to mark developmental milestones like talking in sentences, counting, writing, and playing well with others. Positive adult-child relationships are key to helping children meet these milestones. You already have the tools you need. Talking, singing, and reading are fun ways to help children learn and thrive. One way to celebrate these special moments is to use a milestone checklist. Healthcare providers are also a great resource to help make sure your child's on the mark and ready for the next step. Examples of developmental milestones, fun family activities, and additional resources can be found at MississippiThrive.com.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome back and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with my producer, Michelle McAdoo. And we are talking about the value of friendships, how important they are, and um, and how they've seemed to decline. Close friendships have seemed to decline over the last Several years, more so for men than women. Um, in in fact, fivefold for men in the last twenty five or thirty years, and this seems to con- have continued to be consistently there. And actually, white heterosexual males have the fewest friends um, uh, when compared to homosexual men. Uh, men of color, and women in general. So, you know, taking a look as to why that is... I want to sort of go over that and talk to you a little bit about a landmark study that was done several years ago and got a lot of press several years ago by a couple of women, um, Klein and Taylor, on the relationship between friendships and stress discovered. What they discovered was that women really react to stress differently. They release different hormones. And that actually they tend to seek out friendships more than men. So let me explain sort of how this happens. It seems that there's a difference um, in the proportions of hormones that are released into the bloodstream. You've probably heard me talk about um, when we get stressed, we develop that fight-or-flight phenomena that releases cortisol and epinephrine. OK, that happens in men and women. But the other thing that plays a part is in women, oxytocin, um, which is a hormone that is released during labor, actually, for women um, and during other times. And it can um, counter the negative effects of stress. So it can release the feeling of calm and perhaps reduce the feelings of fear so men um, have a little bit of that but they release far less so you know what happens when a woman is stressed Um, instead of that fight or flight kicking in hard and having you jump into the fight or run off as quickly as you can women acutely feel the need to gather up others, to help others, to move into picking up the children, taking the hand of a friend, uh, making sure that everybody is okay. So there's a difference in that stress response. Now, that's not saying that men, you men who are listening, that's not saying that you you abandon friends. It's just a different response. The man is going to jump in and, and, and do the fight or... Uh, perhaps make the run to go grab that weapon whereas women um, in general react differently now I know again that's a generalization but that's what the study showed so I thought it was interesting okay we're going to go back to the phones Michelle we have who
0: Steve from
1: Corinth on the line hey Steve thanks for calling
4: hey I just want to see if I can get through this real fast without dragging it out, It's it has to do with an experience I had a few years back with who I thought was a very good close friend in my childhood. Um, for about a year, year and a half, we lived in the same neighborhood, and we became the, the best of friends. And, and I treasured his friendship because of the way he treated me. Well, he moved away. Of course, we, we grew up. We're talking over 50 years ago. Um, but about 20 years ago, I uh, had made a trip down to Jackson in Pearl area and decided to try to look him up. And I really treasured his friendship all those years. And when I did track him down and got him on the phone, my heart was so broken at what had happened that uh, the simple fact that this guy did not remember me or anything about me. And I, I was in shock and I was Uh, bringing back uh, memories that that we could have shared and and, uh, things that we did together. And he was very sincere. He he was saying, I just can't, I can't get you up. I can't, I can't recall any, anything about you. And uh, we just ended the conversation after about 10 minutes, very cordially. And initially I was very angry because Mm -hmm. I, I, I treasured his friendship. I thought he meant as much I thought I meant as much to him as he did to me and we're talking about the age of around 11 and 12 years old but I had to really do some self-analyzing and and think to myself what is this big difference between him and me how could that be and to describe him he was someone that everyone wanted to come around they just looked forward to him coming around Mm -hmm. very polite very friendly very outgoing and I on the other hand was just the opposite I was just Timid, uh, pretty much a loner,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and I had to learn that that my perception of him as such a treasured friend um, was very different than me just being another one, one more of many friends that he had,
5: uh-huh.
4: and the, the value just wasn't the same. And and I was angry, but then I was hurt, and then I had to understand that's the that was the difference in our personalities, and it's not always mutual what you're thinking is going on uh, nothing disrespectful but mm. the value of the friendship is different between the two more often than we think
1: you know um steve i would love to hear from other listeners about that you're probably correct in in somewhat that that there are individuals out there who have a ton of superficial friendships and and find pride in the fact that they sort of pretend, for want of a better word, to be everybody's best friend. And um and that obviously is not a good friend that's not a real close friend that's not one of those golden friends um but let me give you another possibility steve and this isn't trying just trying to make you feel better but but this is a true possibility you're talking about 50 years later is that what you said well
4: um, I, I i am and i'm very yeah. aware that a lot of time passes there but i guess i was i was also um placing the value of of how much I remember I have a very vivid memory mm-hmm. way back and I expected him to do the same it was just a, yeah. a natural expectation that I've had to learn from
1: yeah yeah well I will tell you some people have better long-term memories than others for sure the other yeah. thing the other thing is this individual may have some significant memory problems you don 't know where he 's been in the last several years. Did he have any drug problems? did he have any drinking issues? Did he have any kind of major surgery because sometimes, if you did anesthesia um, complications being under whatever major surgery complications can sometimes. Um, destroy some of your memory and so I think you know uh, let me just tell you I know we we tend sometimes to rush to um, to uh, the explanation that we think is the most logical that perhaps he just forgot about you when the reality was golly he has some health issues or the reality you know so
4: yeah, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. I had to try to reason it out and think about all the different possibilities. It it just really broke my heart that I, that I thought I meant as much to him as he did to me, and and yeah. I just had to learn from it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I'm I'm pretty sure that other people have had that happen to them. I, I'm almost a hundred percent sure, and um and and so I would encourage you to know to. To let yourself, first of all, I hope you're not dwelling on that. Um, it sounds like you've kind of worked through it, but uh, but I understand that when when you felt like that, y'all had this incredible closeness, and it 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 wasn't remembered that way. But think about those other possibilities, okay? And and also, you know what I make myself do? I do this on a regular basis. Is teach myself to center back to now and make yourself think about the here and now and um make here and now as good as you can and let let
4: me let let me just say that's not very hard to do right now because just recently i have made some of the most wonderful wonderful friends i never expected to make in my older age
1: isn't that wonderful (laughs)
4: It, it is, it is, yeah. and, and I dwell on them a lot.
1: Good, good. That's what you want to do, dwell on that and and forget the other. And, you know, I hope he's doing okay. Um, but but there is a good possibility that there was something else going on. So, Steve, thanks for that call. I think it may have generated another call. Uh, Michelle, who do we have now?
0: We have Johnny from Jackson on the line.
1: Oh, that's a good alliteration, yeah. Johnny from Jackson. Thanks oh, yeah. for calling.
5: Yes, hi. Hey. I just wanted to come in. I thought that was a touching story, but it reminded me, because I'm a teacher and I have so many students, and sometimes students come up to me and I'm their favorite, I was their favorite teacher,
6: mm-hmm. but
5: I don't remember them. So sometimes, Uh-oh. And, and they just treat everybody well. They, uh-huh. you know, they are just. Good people who make everybody feel special, and I mean there there are a lot of young people like that. They're not just bullies in school. You know, most of the time we remember the bullies, right?
1: Exactly.
5: There are, who, there are people who just treat everybody special. They're they're you know they just have this thing about them where their humanity is just out in the open, worn on their sleeves, and they treat everybody special. And if somebody's an introvert like I was when I was growing up that means the world to them even though they're treating, they're treating everybody like that it means the world to them that that person said hey to me today said and talked to me today and we had a conversation again you know another conversation It's genuine so i think that the other thing that the caller may want to realize is that that he may have just really been a good person who just treated everybody like that <laughs> so he doesn't remember you know there's so many people you know yeah i kind of deal with that with teachers that I've had, and I, you know, I said, hey, I was in your fifth grade class, and they're like, oh, I can tell they don't remember me, <laughs> and then I'm a teacher, so, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm a teacher, so I'm like, okay, yeah, hi, <laughs> so, you know, but, but kids are like that, too, you know, we, we just think of kids as either being popular or bullies or whatever, but they're genuine, good young people who make other people feel special, and that's just the way
1: they are. that is great insight, Johnny. and thank you for calling in to say that because that is another reason um and and I think thank goodness for those people who treat everybody kindly and make everybody feel a little bit special. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you're that kind of person too, and that kind of teacher. I, I think so. yeah <laughs> I well hope so. that is that's absolutely wonderful. you know i I had uh, a couple of wonderful teachers that I just loved and and I can remember Miss McKay in the first grade and I am pretty sure I saw her later and said something like you were my absolute favorite teacher you made me feel so secure it was my first school experience because I didn't go to kindergarten back then and um, and she gave me a little doll and made me feel so happy and special and I loved school from then on uh, and so, you know, uh, as I've always said, teachers sometimes set the stage right. for someone's future. And um, so thank you for that that wonderful career that you chose. And, and keep on being that special teacher. It doesn't matter if you remember them. They remember you, and that's what matters right. the very most.
5: Right. So, and don't forget that children do the same thing. They mimic adults. So, you know, um, you know, there are a lot of kids who are just really good, you know, kids. I see them at school, you know, helping other kids and, you know, telling them don't cry and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they're, you know, they're really good kids out there, too.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay, Johnny, thank you so much. That was a, a beautiful thing for us to remember. So keep keep doing the good work you're doing. Okay, we're going to go to our next break, and when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the research behind Friends, but I'd really like to hear your thoughts about friendship. Do you have good ones? What about the loss of a friend that you thought you had? Um, Was there something that caused that, and how did that go? And also, I want to talk about the seven reasons why Friendship is just absolutely vital to our sense of well-being. Give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We're talking about friendship, and we'll be right back. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Children grow and change so fast, it's important to help them build the strong foundations they need to help develop lifelong skills and succeed in school. Whether it's singing songs in the car or counting steps while walking to the mailbox, there are many ways to help young children learn new skills and reach new developmental milestones. Even before they can talk, babies can make connections and respond to adults' words, sounds, and facial expressions by clapping, waving, or smiling back at them. Not only is it fun, but it's important to talk, read, and sing with children. More at MississippiThrive.com.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio Podcast.
1: Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with Michelle McAdoo, and we are talking about friendship and the value of friendship. So, I I wanted to throw out a couple of other questions right now, listeners. What What kind of friend are you? You know, there's several different types of friends. And before the break, we had Steve and and Johnny call in about um, friendship issues. One, you thought you had a closer friend, than it turned out that friend was. And then Johnny's suggestions that perhaps, perhaps there was a little more uh, to what was going on. Maybe it was just an individual who was a friend to everybody. So now there are there's, there's these different types of friendships. I'm going to throw this out. Which one are you? And have you been caught in a negative um, by the type that you are? Are you, are you one of the leader of friendships? Maybe friends to everybody. Are you one who will do anything for anybody, whether or not it's the right thing? You, you're kind of the doormat. Are you the sacrificer are are you somebody who uses people and uses their friendship, or have you had a friend like that? Um, I know that sounds bad, but is that a really a friend if you have somebody who you feel like is there for you when you can do something for them, but gosh, they disappear um Are you that trophy friend? Are you the Oprah Winfrey person who, you know, they want to be around you as long as you're driving that limousine or as long as you have that great vacation home, but once that goes away, the friends go away? Um, What do you think about that? Has that ever happened to you? Um, Well, Dr. mm -hmm. Buttress, the
0: pandemic, I know, changed a lot of dynamics with friends. Uh, People weren't going out and socializing like they were, so... I'm sure the pandemic made people sit back and think about their friendships. Um, We've done a lot of shows to talk about how do you still connect within this pandemic. Right. Um, FaceTime, writing letters. And and so people didn't go out. They didn't go to their friends' houses. They didn't sit and chat and drink wine, you know, things like that. So you had to come up with different ways to still connect with your quote-unquote friends. With my situation, um, I have a best friend, one best friend, I think that's all I need. My life is very busy. Mm-hmm. And when you just were talking about what type of friend are you, I started to think about that. I called my friend and I asked her, am I a good friend to you? And she well, she paused a little bit and it made me uneasy. But that's a tough question to ask. And I think sometimes it needs to be asked. To me, friendship should be a balance of give and take. If you, like Sue called at the beginning of the show, if right. you can call your friend at 2 o'clock in the morning and vent, then you, she should be able to call you at 2 o'clock in the morning and vent as well. It shouldn't
1: right. be one-sided. So it sounds like you give a whole lot.
0: She's busy and I'm busy. Yeah. and we Our lives are so full, but if we don't talk in two to three weeks, we pick up right where we left off two to three weeks ago. And I yeah. love that about us. We've been friends for over 20, well, 25 years.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I want to just make a comment to something that you said at the very beginning of this, is you called her and you said, am I a good friend to you? Um, I think anybody who got a call from a close friend and had was asked that question, it would take pause because um, I, 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 she probably wondered why in the world mm-hmm. were you asking that question. She's not emotional. She likes, well,
0: she has emotions,
1: but she doesn't...
0: Uh, Display hers like I display mine. Mm-hmm. So she's the stronger one yeah. between the two of us. Yeah. She says, you like watching sappy movies and cry. I like watching them and I'll laugh. That's how yeah. she is. <laughs> so we we uh, we uh, we uh, ex- accentuate each other.
1: But you ask the question. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we would at least ask the question and I'm in our own mind, am I a good friend? To this person right in front of me that I view as a great friend, am I giving something back to the Mm. friendship? Because that's what a true friendship is, and we have to make sure that we are not a taker, that we also are giving, not to the doormat quality, but that we are giving back. So let's go back to the phones. Who's next, Michelle?
0: We have TJ from Cosiesco
1: online. Okay, great. TJ, hi. Hey, how y'all? Oh, we're good. Talk to us about Friends.
7: I love your show.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you.
7: Yeah, I listen to NPR out here in the shop in the afternoon. I'm retired. I'm 64. But I want to say, I think NPR needs to make a Sue show because I am crazy about her.
1: Isn't she good? (laughs) She is
7: smart. She's smart and wise.
1: Hey, Sue, you're talking about Sue from Beaumont. Yeah. Okay, Sue. Yeah, just, do you hear I this? I get
7: a big I get a big kick out of her. I said she is smart. I've been listening to her for a year or two, and I, <laughs> if she needs a best friend. Tell her I'm sixty four years old, and she can call me anytime she wants to.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm going to play yep. friendship matchmaker today. <laughs> I got it. We have a Sioux fan club. Thank you so much. That's all I had. <laughs> okay. I tell her, I'll,
7: tell her we love her in central Mississippi.
1: Okay. Well, she hears you, I'm pretty sure, because I know she's listening.
7: because uh, she's, she's a good hand.
1: Yeah, Thank you, TJ. Take care. Who's next?
0: Linda from Memphis.
1: Hey, Linda. Hey.
0: Well, I think this is a, a wonderful topic. Uh,
3: uh, my best friend and I, we just tell it, celebrated our 50th uh, Jubilee anniversary. For 50 years, we've been friends.
1: Wow. We met in
3: college, oh, yeah. Met in college. I was 17, and she was 18. And um, and so we wanted to commemorate this, so we took a road trip to Louisville, Kentucky, not oh, about three weeks ago. And we we picked up at the same pace that we picked up you know when we were 17 and 18 because we knew that it was going to be that way but i think that friends are friends not because of but in spite of and um you mm-hmm. know i love her and i know she loves me she's been there through we've been there through career changes through depths of debt debts of, of parents grandchildren uh any hard situation in life in fact she lives in texas i live in tennessee but about every every about every two or three days we will pick up the phone and we'll have a marathon conversation and then we'll you know we'll we'll you know we'll we'll not talk and give each other a break but she's a wonderful friend and um i just i'm 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 very fortunate to have her in my life.
1: That's wonderful, and and you are, and you are highlighting one very special um, friend who is a very long-term friend. I think very, very few people are lucky enough to keep them. but again, um, one comment that I would make to you, Linda, is that probably means that there has been an equal friendship where you are as good of a friend to her as... She is to you because that's how those really lasting friendships continue. And you don't let, you know, I bet that if y'all met back then, are you very like people? Are you, are, have you ended well, up, no?
3: Actually, actually, uh, we have the same first name. My name is Linda. Her name is Linda Sue. Her, her mother and father. I met I, well, I met her mother. She met my mother and father, you know, back when we would come home and spend, you know, come home from school. And, uh, we, our parents had the same initials and we have the same amount of siblings, but I know it's just, that's just coincidental stuff, but uh-huh, uh-huh. We, we, but, but we, we are a lot of like, we're both in healthcare. I'm a nurse. She's an alcoholic, drug, uh, alcoholic drug counselor. But I, I think it's just that she's been the type of person that was never afraid to speak the truth to me. And, um, course, I was always a Miss Know It All, so I kind of needed that to kind of balance me out. But, <laughs> I like <laughs> but, it. Yeah. But, but I've always had to, to tell her, you know, when I, I was, she, you know, she's had to do some some zooming here lately. I can't do that, and I tell her, yes, you can. There's nothing that you can't do that can't be learned. So I think it's been a, a, I think it's
1: been a good balance for each other. Good, good deal. Well, I yep. love hearing and that. I'm,
3: and, and you know what? But. This program has been a good friend to many of us because I, I'm not just trying to say that, but it has. It helps. It this program, uh, relatively speaking, has been a very good friend to us. It's sometimes, and I know you know it, it sounds crazy, but sometimes I feel like I know all the people at MVP, and I know I don't. But you know, you y'all bring a lot of insight and a lot of lot of things to us that are here listening. So
1: please keep, please keep it up. Oh, you know, thank it. you so much. That, Thank you. I can't tell you how much that means to me. Thank you, Linda, for that call. Yeah. Well, All that right. Take care. Okay. Wow, that felt good. Thank you. You know, I, remember, people, it's so nice to hear good things, and I'm not asking you to call in and talk good about us, but I, I will say I just... Want everybody to understand how important it is when you feel something good that you go ahead and say it. So it next we have is that Ronnie from Sotillo? Hi, Ronnie.
6: Hi, how are you doing?
1: Good. Good. Tell okay, us
6: well, well well, your show has been serious and fun, so on a serious note, I'm 68. and you know due to attrition, various kinds. Um, don't have a lot of friends left, mm-hmm. but one thing I've grown to appreciate is the woman I've been married to for forty years has become more and more of a friend to me. Somebody mm-hmm. in the truest sense of the word. She's also, she's also that um, very pretty, sexy woman. I'm married, but she's also grown to be a really, really great friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on a fun, on a fun note. A friend of mine in Rhode Island told me years ago, he said, Ronnie, a good, a friend, a friend is somebody that will help you when you move. A good friend friend will help you move a body.
1: (laughs) Mm. And on
6: on that note, I'll let you go. (laughs)
1: Okay, that would have to be a really good friend, and hopefully it's somebody who was trying to, to move a body of a loved one and that happened to die, not that they had another reason to move. But anyway, I just want to say one thing. I am so glad to hear Ronnie call in and say his spouse is his really close friend because so many times that does not happen, and that that, truth, that too can be your best friend. And that doesn't mean you don't have friends. That means you have a very, very close friend um, with maybe benefits, right? (laughs) Okay. We're going to go to our next caller. That is Terry. Um, Hi, Terry. Thanks for calling.
7: Hi, Doctor. Uh, Just love the show. But, uh, you know, I married my best friend 28 years ago. And... uh, you know, the thing about friendship and, and true friends are to be able to see you on your worst day mm-hmm. and still be your friend. And because you can have superficial friends who you're always upbeat and you're always, you know, no problems and all that. But true friends are the friends that see you on your worst day and still want to be your friend.
1: Yeah. And boy you said it. You are so right. They're that friend who who stays there when you're in the dumps or when you're sick. I mean, how many times have we had maybe an illness and one of those those friends is able to to be there with you and take you that chicken soup that you need or know what makes you feel better. Um Terry, I dare say that there there are many women are so, who are so grateful that um, that their their husbands are their best friends. There are some women who feel like they have to put up a front still, even for their husband, and not be who they really are because they're afraid to even take off all of their makeup, um, which is is sad to me. Um, and,
7: and anyone that's been my friend for twenty eight years uh, has to really, really want to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that was my main point. Was uh, true friends are friends who stick with you both thick and thin.
1: That's right. So, and thanks th- very much. so, thanks, Terry, for that call because that's that's another caller saying that. Um, you know, you have to step through that thick and thin. So, um, you know, don't don't be that user friend. Don't be that good time friend. Um, know that um, if a friend has perhaps not called you, it may be not related to you. It may be related to something more that they need. And so if you are missing your friend and you haven't heard from them, instead of assuming that they don't want to be there for you, um, think about the fact that maybe you need to be there for them. Um, So don't forget, as we are talking through all of this about what a friend is and how long should they last, and the old ones are great, no matter how old you are, you can make new friends. And there there are places that you can. And just in the last 60 seconds, I want to remind everybody, one of the reasons that we don't have the connections that we used to is because we have, and not because of COVID-19, but because of the way we've evolved, we've evolved too much into Uh, media, social media person, and less into a club, reaching out, having, uh, you know, a fun supper club or something. So think about rejuvenating those old supper clubs that people used to do, or maybe just a glass of wine after work with somebody that you care about, or a cup of coffee, or something. Just try to make sure to keep those friends because we have proof through many studies. There are so many studies that have shown those close friendships are beneficial. They're beneficial for children, but they're really beneficial for adults. So, okay, and I'm going to finish on what I said at the beginning. To have friends, you have to be a friend, okay? So go out there and be a close friend to somebody. So I want to thank everybody. All of our callers, as always, y'all make the show. If you'd like to hear this show again or any past episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy Relatively Speaking. This show is a production of MPB Think Radio, engineered by the beautiful Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at eleven. For relatively speaking, and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here Now, coming up next, right here on NPB Think Radio.